0: This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, September the 8th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Tet, Chet, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel. We would also like to honor Pastor Elijah Ward and Pastor Rachel Miller at Gates of Zion. The declaration today reads this, our basket blessed by Yahweh, Wall, life evermore. Chaye Olam, seeing our original beginning intent. Now today, as I was meditating on today's declaration, every reminded me of a book that I had read quite some time ago, and is written by a gentleman by the name of Gene Edwards. And the book was called The Divine Romance. And in the Divine Romance, Gene uh, begins to explain creation. From the perspective of angels. If you haven't read the book, I would highly suggest getting a hold of the book and reading it. I know you think it with the name that it's kind of alluding to, uh, you know, a, a marriage type of book or that sort of thing, but yet it's a cry that goes beyond when you, and I believe that his, his proper way of, of titling that, calling it the Divine Romance, was perfect. Because of of Yahweh's heart to us, and in the book, Gene Edwards is talking about the time, if you will, uh, before the Adam that we know. Now, many of you may have heard Ian Clayton, Clayton speak of this, and there there were two Adams. There were actually the first Adam and the last Adam. There was an Adam in between. Now, what does that mean? Well, in from the Hebraic perspective the Adam that was formed in Genesis 1 was Adam Kadmon. Adam Kadmon was male and female, as the scripture in Genesis 1 talks about. But then in Genesis 2, we begin to see uh, another Adam. And that's, uh, according to Ian Clayton, the eighth day Adam. And I believe that as well. And at the eighth day Adam, where this was the Adam that Yahweh had laid down and then pulled Eve from that and, and removed the, if you will, the way we've always said, removed the rib and created Eve uh, from that place. So the story is set with Gene Edwards actually from the perspective of Adam Kadmon and the angels. And you see, Adam Kadmon, uh, as, as Yahweh created and formed him, he he began to walk and talk with him in the cool of the day. And they spent a lot of time together. It was in this place that, that Adam began to name all the animals and, and all, the, all the things, all the plants and the trees in, the, in creation. And as he was going around and he began to see all the, the depth of what Yahweh had created there in creation, he went back to Yahweh and he said, Yahweh, I'm, I'm looking around here and I see all of creation has a counterpart. The lion has, its, has the lioness. And and even the plants themselves have a counterpart that allows for you know birth and and growth and and just the propitiation or if you will the the propagation of of the of that species and and Yahweh looks at and and Adam Kadmon looks at Yahweh and says but where's my counterpart and Yahweh looks back at me back at him and he says well you are just like me. Male and female created he them. You and I are, are the same when it comes to that. And at the moment, that was good enough for Adam Kedmon. But as Adam continued to, to go and see and to do, you know, he began to realize and there began a desire that, that grew from the intent of his heart. And that was that desire for a counterpart, for a wife, for a bride, if you will. And so, uh, Yahweh, um, excuse me, Adam Kadmon goes back several times to Yahweh and asks him, where's my counterpart? Where's my counterpart? Yahweh gave him some answers. And uh, you can have to read the book to to get the details here. Uh, Yahweh gives him some answers and they're good enough for the moment, but yet that, that desire inside of Adam Kadmon still begins to grow. So one day he goes to Yahweh, Adam Kadmon does, and he says, Yahweh, I want... To have a counterpart? What must I do to have a counterpart? And Yahweh looks at him and he says this, because you've asked that question, there is something that goes deeper than what we've discussed so far. And he said this, unless a a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it will die, it will bring forth much fruit. And Adam Kadmon knew exactly what Yahweh was saying that he was going to have to give his life in order to have the counterpart that he was crying out for. And Adam Kadmon looked at Yahweh and said, yes, I will do that. You see, to me, the moment that I read that in this book, whether the story is true or not is absolutely irrelevant. But to me, the the story began to explain a depth, particularly when I think about the fact that Yeshua was crucified before the foundations of the earth. Yeshua had laid his life down before the foundation of the earth. Remember that scripture calls Yeshua the last Adam. And in this case, Adam Kadmon would have been the first Adam. And so in the place where Adam Kadmon said, yes, I will lay my life down, then he was was fulfilling that cry that Yeshua had said that he was crucified before the foundations of the earth. To me, that was absolutely beautiful, and it helped me to understand. But then Yahweh took me a little bit further than what the book goes into this. Because as I began to see Adam Kadmon being laid down, I saw Yahweh placing him into the dust of the earth, and then covering him, if you will, burying him in the earth itself. And as as his body began to, to decay, if you will, that that uh, it was through that dust of the earth where Adam Kadmon had just been laid down that Yahweh took of the dirt, of that same dirt where he had just been laid, and he began to form a new man. He began to form the Adam that we know of in Scripture. If you will, Ian Clayton says this is the eighth day Adam, that Adam Kadmon was the sixth day Adam. And so it was from that dust of the earth that Yahweh formed Adam Harishan, which from the Hebraic perspective is the Adam that we know. And once again, there was a conversation, but yet Yahweh said it is not good for man to be alone. And so he let, uh, he allowed Adam Harishan to go to sleep and he pulled the feminine, he pulled the female from out of Adam Harishan and he presented Eve back to him. And so it's in this place where now the cry of Adam Kadmon had been completely fulfilled, that that he now had the counterpart. To me, it begins to make me think about the, the place of, of marriage and the place of who we are and the place of relationships and so on. Because it makes me begin to think about Yahweh himself and the intent of Yahweh's heart. You see, several weeks ago, and you guys have heard me talk about this, that the intent of our heart lays the framework that the words of our mouth have the ability to grow and develop in. And I began to see this from that perspective. As I apply what I just said from the perspective of Yahweh, then I begin to ask the question, Yahweh, out of the intent of your heart, were you crying out for the very place of who we are as sons now. We are new creatures through Christ Yeshua. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Was the intent of your heart from the very beginning in your perspective of, of calling through the scripture, the bride of Christ, that place of crying out for the counterpart to have someone come alongside you, to to be with you, to to love, to, to love because we choose to love you, because you first loved us, because you laid your life down, if you will, through Adam Kadmon, you laid your life down so that we could be connected with you, that we could be that bride that you have been crying out for. How important then are we, in the fullness of what Yahweh is doing, if, if just even a small a small portion of this is true. You see, I know some of you may say, but this is only a story. Okay, so be it. May you see it of, as only a story. To me, I see it beyond that because there's something inside my spirit that says, this is so. Maybe not the exact way that I just described it, but it doesn't matter. If even the, the the idea and the process behind it is true. How much does Yahweh love me? How much is the fullness of Yahweh's love? How much does he want to make sure that I am in him, with him, through him, and he is taking care of everything that I need in creation?